Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Wednesday, August 3rd. That means it is time for a Destination Health Day. We've got a lot lined up for today. Uh, I'll be here for at least the next hour or until we run out of questions. Just a general health free-for-all for this first hour. Then I'll be joined by Lauren. We're going to continue talking about macronutrients today when Lauren joins me. It's time to talk about carbohydrates today. And then after, after hours... We will go to live Q&A. We're going to attempt again this week to do the um, protocol, the stress busters. I still have to come up with a good name for this, um, which is I'm, I'm going to talk about that today in the open. And then later today, we will do live video. I think we're going to use Zoom this time. The, the live video on our site we're struggling with. Uh, so I think we'll probably do it as a Zoom call later today. I, I'm still working on this protocol. It's going to grow. But it is definitely ready to get out and start using it. In fact, I'm putting together an idea. I need to get more feedback on this protocol. I'm really excited about the results I'm getting really matches the research that I've done on this. But right now, it's what we call an N1 experiment. I'm the only one doing it. I'm the only one getting results. So uh, I'm looking at a way to put together an early group here that I'll work directly with and get more feedback from people on this protocol. But I am positive I've got this right it will be tweaked, it will be added to over time, but I am now positive I've, I've got this right. I've really been working on this protocol on and off for two years now. It's been quite a while. Uh, and I took a break while I was on the road. I just got away from it. That was actually a good thing because when I came back this time, um, I really was able to see a lot of things that I could do to improve this, make it more effective, less time. So I'm just going to jump right into that now. Like I said, we've got a lot going on today, but what I'm looking at recreating here, we have the food part of health pretty well nailed down. I'm not going to say we know everything. We certainly don't. But we know enough to help people a lot with food. We've seen all the changes that moving to a good, clean, paleo-based diet of some sort creates. Weight loss, energy levels go up, joint pain goes away. We start to reverse all of the metabolic diseases, um, high blood sugar, high blood pressure, kidney disease, heart disease, liver disease. Those are all metabolic diseases. In fact, we can lump them all together and call it metabolic syndrome. The diet fixes that entire problem. It really does. That, and, and it should. That's metabolic. Metabolic really means how our body deals with energy, really. We take in food, then we, we use that food. That's all of those things fall under that heading of metabolic. And we fix those with food. And, and we now know how. We've been doing it for years. Very, very effective. 
But a couple years ago, we started talking about this topic where we we were seeing people start to slide back a little bit. People were gaining some weight. Joint pain was coming back. And our first thought was, well, you must have let your diet slip. Except I started experiencing some of the same things myself, and I knew I hadn't let my diet slip. You know, we, we've talked with many doctors over the years that would always blame the patient. They would tell the patient, oh, you have to eat low fat, and you have to eat all these healthy whole grains, and you have to eat all this fruit. And when it didn't work, the doctors would blame the patient, say, well, you're not doing it right. And then we saw many doctors who started suffering all the same things their patients were. They knew they were eating right and doing the right things. They were still having all the same problems. They were blinded to that. Most doctors still are today. You look around at doctors, they're not very healthy, and yet they're telling their patients how to be healthy, and it's not working. I don't want to fall into that trap. I want to make sure that we keep our eyes open. And I saw that no matter how clean I ate, some of this stuff was starting to come back. And then our, you know, as we started to talk to people and work through this and we realized they were still eating the same way, they had not changed their diet. So immediately we started thinking stress. One, because that's what we were seeing as far as results. We could tell from the NutriQ and from what I was looking at that these people were being impacted by a lot of stress. And it made sense because the world has become a very stressful place in the last couple of years. Uh, And there's just no way around it. I know some people say, oh, I just ignore that stuff. It doesn't bother me. And then I look at their NutriQ and clearly something is bothering them. You can see it. We can see it in the numbers. So we identified what was causing the problem, but I really was not happy with any of our solutions. They really didn't seem to be working. So in the beginning, when we thought, okay, this is stress, we we now know it's stress, no doubt about it. We fell back on all those things we've been told that help with stress. So meditation. And, you know, I've been talking about meditation for years. Uh, Mindfulness. uh, We talk about those things. You know, getting away from the stress. You know, taking more time off. All of those things are okay. There's nothing wrong with any of those things, but I now know, I can tell you that as much as I've talked about um, meditation over the years, and it is powerful and there can be all kinds of benefits to it, but it's not easy. It's not easy at all. It takes a lot of time. And really, we were not seeing the benefits from meditation alone. Almost no change whatsoever. Again, if you want to meditate, and I probably will again at some point, I haven't in a long time because I don't want to confuse my results. Um, I do find some benefits to meditating, you know, maybe 10, 20 minutes a day, but it's not going to help this problem. I, I can tell you that it just won't. 
It didn't for me. It didn't for people I've worked with. It can help a little, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, eating a little healthier. People say, oh, well, I eat kind of healthy. And then we find out they really don't. They eat a slightly healthier version of the standard American diet and you get almost no results. Same thing here. If we do those traditional things we've been told to reduce stress, there really isn't much of an impact at all. So the breakthrough on this really for me came when we partnered with Garmin and we got the new watch. There are two readings on this watch that it's just an absolute game changer for me. We can finally measure stress and the effect it has on the rest of our day and our life. These two numbers, I, they, the more I learn about them, the more I use them, the more powerful they become. These two numbers finally helped me figure out what was really happening and why what we were talking about with, you know, meditation, mindfulness, getting away from the stress. Oh, another area. I've said this from day one. There are supplements that are supposed to help with stress. We call them adaptogens. Lots of science behind this, and it's good science. Things like ashwagandha, the mushrooms, you know, the medicinal mushrooms we have in our store, uh, therapeutic mushrooms, all of these things are supposed to help our body deal with stress. And I found zero results. What was that? Holy cow. Turn off some sound here. Um, the supplements didn't work at all. I, I, I was so disappointed. We had this whole list of supplements in the beginning that was part of, you know, a protocol if we thought somebody was under too much stress. And we got zero results. And I, re, I, I couldn't figure it out. We have science. It, this should work. Why isn't it working? The, the reason is the same reason I tell people, if you are eating the standard American diet, don't waste your money on supplements. They're not going to work. I, it took me years to figure this one out. I was so anti-supplement for so long because I got, I mean, I was taking supplements when I was 16. Wrestling, when I opened the gym, we had a line of supplements. I just didn't get any results from them, really. And over the years, I've tried all these things that are, this will help with your memory. This will do, they did nothing. Even when, you know, we found our professional line of supplements, we know they're better. We know they're more effective. They don't work if you don't change your diet. Those are the metabolic supplements and immune and, and those other. But when we start talking about stress levels, here's what I've figured out. It makes total sense. These supplements won't work unless you change your lifestyle. Just like we had to change our diet to get all the other supplements to actually be effective. And they are really effective when they're used properly and you have a good clean diet. The adaptogens, the, the stress busting supplements, they actually work. If you do all of this other stuff first, then they will supplement the protocol and make it more powerful on their own. I swear they do nothing. 
just, uh, just kind of crazy. So what I was able to determine by using this instant stress level on the Garmin watch and the body battery, these two things work together. So think of our body battery like your fuel tank on the truck. The, the body battery gives us a certain amount of capacity, just like fuel in your truck. If I have a bigger fuel tank, I can go further without refueling. So our body battery, the number, the scale we use is always going to be zero to 100. So when I say we're going to increase our capacity, it's not like we're going to get it to 130 what I'm talking about is when we do all the right things stress level and we fill our body battery up to 100, how long will that body battery last us while we're working or under stress? And even though the number 100 is not going to get bigger, it's still going to be like we have a bigger fuel tank. We can go longer. So that's the best analogy I can think of on this, that that body battery shows us how much energy is available. And I will tell you, there is a huge difference in the way you feel when your body battery is at 100 or when it's at 10. You absolutely know the difference. Our goal is to be able to easily get our body battery to 100 and keep it as high as possible, as long as possible. Or, or there's another idea here, be able to get your body battery to 100 every morning and use up as much as you can of it during the day. And if you can recover and get back to 100, it's actually a really good thing. What I'm finding over time, my analogy of stress and, and muscles is really turning out to be very accurate in a lot of ways. When you start to work on this protocol, your stress response or your stress muscle will get stronger. And if you don't do this, nothing else will work. If you try to just lower your stress levels by avoiding stress completely, just take time off work, lay around, do next to nothing, your body battery might recover. For some people, even that won't do it. But if it does, and even if you lay around long enough to get your body, back, body battery back to 100, and I've tested these things over and over and over, if you haven't done the work to build your stress muscle, that 100 will deteriorate quickly. You'll, you'll take three or four days off to get your body battery back up to 100 and a half a day of work and it's back down to 10 and you're stuck again. That's how I figured out just avoiding this doesn't work. And I, I've worked with a lot of other people to identify this issue. So if you are using the watch and you just can't get your body battery up you can't get it up to 100 and even when you do get it up it drops so fast then you get stuck in that place where you can't get it above 10 some days and you feel it and you know there's a term we use for the way you're going to feel we call it wired and tired so 
it feels like you've got almost this kind of nervous energy or kind of wired and restless, but you're absolutely exhausted and you, you don't really function well and you're not sleeping well, even though you're exhausted. And this just continues and it becomes the norm. I, I look around and I see so many people suffering from this right now, including myself. When I was on the road, this got bad. I mean, I got down to a week where I couldn't get my body battery up over 10. It was after I got sick for a couple of days. It was a struggle. But I, I've been noticing this more and more. The good news is... I know how to fix it. I absolutely know how to fix this now and we can measure it and we can prove it and you will see the results every day in doing this protocol. So the the goal, like I said earlier, is to be able to easily get our body battery up and keep it there. And even if we really want to put in a good hard day and just wipe out our body battery, we can get it back within a day. And that's what this protocol will do. And what I've been able to do recently with my last round of research and changes on this is cut down the time that the protocol takes. Originally, all of this protocol, if I did the whole thing, was two hours, darn close to it. Uh, I've got that down to about 40 minutes now. Uh, which includes the shower, by the way, at the end with the cold exposure. Do the, I can do the whole thing in about 40 minutes. One of the ways I did that is by breaking up some of the workout and adding a third day, which also has another huge benefit in that you won't overtrain. One of the dangers of this, and it's why in the past, I don't think we've understood why this didn't work. I have watched people who are wired and tired and they finally think I got to do something. I got to get in better shape. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do cardio and things get worse. And yet they just keep pushing. They are completely overtraining. Their stress muscle will never respond. Their, their physical skeletal muscles won't respond as well as they should. I am not a big fan of cardio for this. If you are going to do cardio or cardio type workouts for this protocol, you can do it, but they need to be really high intensity, short duration. And I will tell you that the resistance training is much better than cardio. You will get far more benefits from resistance training than you will from just cardio alone. And if we do this properly, we are getting the cardio benefits without doing the cardio workout. The benefits of cardio come from our heart rate being increased while we're doing it and sweating. Those are the two physical responses to cardio that make us healthier. We can recreate that in the infrared sauna. Our heart rate goes up because of the heat pretty significantly. I mean, I can get my heart rate over 100 and, and my resting heart rate is about 47. I can get mine up over 100 in the blanket alone. Then when you do the Wim Hof breathing while you're in there, that increases that even more and... 
with some of the new infrared technology I'm working on, the sweating I can do is just incredible. I In the, the new um, blanket I'm working with right now or the tunnel or whatever we're going to call it, I can be sweating within 10 minutes or less. And in the 20-minute session, I am just dripping by the end. So what we're recreating in that first part of the protocol, we're recreating a lot of the benefits that you would get from a cardio workout without doing the cardio workout. And in that 20 minutes, now that I've combined the breathing and the uh, light therapy and, and infrared therapy, we get it all done in 20 minutes. And I've got the timing just about perfect. If I set the Wim Hof app to 35 breaths and normal speed, four rounds takes me almost exactly 20 minutes, depending on how long I'm able to hold my breath each time. Uh, So that works out perfect. Set all my timers for 20 minutes get in the sauna, do my breathing. When I'm done breathing, sauna's off, ready to move on to the resistance part of the protocol. And when you do the breathing in the blanket, the breathing becomes even more powerful. When we do the the breathing in heat, let's call it, it becomes even more powerful. And that really sets me up to get the best X3 workout I can get. It's just amazing how strong I feel on the X3 when I do this part of the protocol first. The breathing in the heat and then move right on to the X3 bar, I feel incredibly strong. Now, the X3 workout is 10 minutes. That's it. And now that I've broken it down to three different workouts, you can choose to work out every day if you want and never worry about overtraining, ever. The other beauty of this, if you want to be strong and powerful well into your 70s or even 80s, it's completely possible And this will do it, and you'll never have to do more than 10 minutes a day. You really don't. There are so many benefits from the resistance training part of this. The other thing that we're doing with this protocol, and I was able to prove this only because of the Garmin watch and these readings that we can get now, all the parts of the protocol are really designed to do one thing. They're designed to send our stress level through the roof. We want to get our, we want to stress our body as much as we possibly can in a short period of time. That's how we build the muscle. Just like we stress a muscle through resistance training and every time we do it, if we do it right, and now we know how to do it right, that muscle gets stronger. And it's easy to measure our muscle strength. We can, you know, we used to be able to bench press 225 pounds. Now we can do 230 pounds. We can measure the strength buildup. We can now measure that same strength in our stress response. So one of the things I found really interesting um, when I really got back into this new protocol, I was doing it every day. I was really pushing it hard. Uh, 
for a week or two, I hadn't really been watching my stress at all. I was more focused on, you know, tweaking the routine, changing the protocol. So I hadn't really looked at my stress levels while I was doing the stress protocol because I was working on other things. And it had been a couple of weeks since I'd looked at it. And I was... I had just gotten out of the blanket, so I should have been really high on the stress level because of the heat. I was doing a really hard set on the X3 bar. Normally, if, if you would have asked me at that point, what is your stress level right now? I would have said somewhere between 95 and 100. I can feel it. I know when I push this hard, I had the heat, I had the resistance, all of it, the breathing. Actually, the breathing when you start doing it right, brings it down. But historically, every time I did what I was doing at that moment, I would be 95 to 100, which is what we want. That's the point of this. Except I looked at my watch and I was like 32. Now, wait a minute. What's, what's going wrong? That's never happened before. And then it dawned on me just in that two weeks alone, that I hadn't been watching it, but I had been doing the protocol every day. I'm building my stress muscle so that now what used to be really stressful to my body isn't anymore. No different than when you start lifting weights and you used to think, you know, a 45-pound dumbbell was almost impossible to do anything with. And all of a sudden, well, now I can do that. I built that muscle. I built the muscle stronger. That was the breakthrough here when I saw that. So now what I have to do when you're doing the routine, I have to push a little harder. I have to try because the point of the routine is to get our stress level up that high. So now I realized I, I have to pay attention and I have to push a little harder, which is a good thing. The nice thing about pushing harder on this protocol is it's short I'm not, I don't have to do this for an hour. You know, each part of this is short. The breathing in the sauna is totally enjoyable. I absolutely love that part. I look forward to it. The cold shower at the end, I'm back to looking forward to again. That was a little rough again, getting back into it. You know, the, the X3 bar, I love resistance training, but damn, it hurts. And when you do it right, it really hurts. The good news is when you do it right, the pain is very short duration. I'm not miserable for an hour doing resistance training. I knock it out in 10 minutes. So I can put up with a little more pain and push a little harder and get my stress level back up while I'm doing it. Then from there, after the resistance training, we go into the, uh, the cold shower awesome benefits from all of this. So what we're recreating with this protocol, I'm really trying to recreate as many of the hunter-gatherer lifestyle things as we can in a modern world. We, we really figured out how to get back to a good, clean diet, as clean as possible in today's world. Now we have to really figure out how to recreate the lifestyle the way a hunter-gatherer lived. And here's what we're up against. Hunter-gatherers lived outside. They were exposed to sunlight constantly, fresh air constantly, grounding 
constantly, virtually 24 hours a day. Because they walked on the ground, they slept on the ground. We didn't have synthetic materials that blocked the grounding from the earth. They were literally grounding 24 hours a day. We now have people who might go a month or more never grounding, never having that close contact with the earth without some synthetic material blocking it, shoes, so think about that. We, we've gone from a human being that's grounding 24 hours a day to a human being that's not grounding at all. And we know that grounding impacts our body and our health. That the only way, I mean, this protocol does not address that. So along with the protocol, I'm going to be recommending one other thing that you change in your life. I'm going to be recommending that you find a hobby that you really enjoy that you do outside so we can get that exposure. We, we're going to recreate as much of this as we can in the protocol itself, but we still have to make that change where we have to get outside more often. Find a hobby because you, the more time you spend outdoors, the healthier you're going to be. So you don't want this to be something that you dread, like, oh, I have to go walk again. and I'm, it, Because you're not going to spend much time out there if that's how you feel. Find something you can do outside that you look forward to and you want to stay out there as much as you can. So maybe it's hiking, maybe it's bird watching. I mean, just get creative. For me, clearly it's gardening. And I get it. When you're on the road, that's going to be much more difficult. So we need to find some other thing you can do easier while you're on the road that gets you outdoors a lot. We are missing a, a big piece of this health thing because we just don't get outdoors enough. The sunlight, the fresh air, um, the movement, there's, there's so many, the grounding, there's so many benefits to being outside. So you've got to come up with hobbies, activities, something that gets you outside and gets you actively moving. Now, it doesn't have to be super high intensity. You know, I love gardening because I can create the level of intensity I want pretty easily. If I go out to garden today and my body battery is strong and I, I really, that's when I'm going to look at it and go, okay, you know what? I know I need to go build that rock wall. It's a lot of lifting. It's really going to be strenuous. That's the day I'm going to do it. That's going to be more of high intensity stuff. Then in, the, in gardening, there can be more medium intensity. Maybe I'm moving materials around do quite a bit of that. And then there's low intensity. I might be just walking around the garden pruning or, you know, inspecting or fertilizing or whatever. So for me, gardening is ideal. I can get all three levels of intensity anytime I want. I'm outdoors. I'm in the dirt. I'm grounding. I've got my hands down in the dirt with all the good bacteria all day long. Um, it, to me, it's, it's ideal really kind of mimics our hunter-gatherer movements as, as close as we can. And because I really enjoy it, on the weekends, I can go out there and spend 10 hours sometimes. It's not unusual. So it keeps me out there because I really enjoy it. Um, so it, when I listed 
some of the things we need to recreate. And I'm going to get to some calls here. I, I've been watching calls are coming in and they're dropping. I don't know if people are uh, getting tired of waiting for me, but uh, I'm going to go to some calls. So if you want to line them up, go ahead and do that right now. 855-950-3835. So here's the list that I came up with that we're, we're kind of missing in our modern world. Access to sunlight, movement, proper breathing, sweating, shivering, grounding, fresh air, and resistance. All of those things were a big part of a hunter-gatherer's day. They would have done all of those things just about in any given day. Maybe not the sweating and shivering at the same time, but in the summer, they would have done a lot of sweating when they were outside. In other times of the year, they would have done more shivering. We keep ourselves a nice, comfortable 70 degrees all the time right now. We don't sweat much. We don't shiver much. And those things, sweating and shivering, are biological functions that change our health. And that's what we're missing out on. Um, We recreate these in the protocol. The sunlight, by combining all of the different... really like to come up with a a better way of doing this right now. I'm working with a company. We may have to come up with our own device. Um, I'm combining all the infrared, near, far, mid, and red light therapy by putting another light device inside my sauna with the tunnel. So I'm getting as much of the sunlight spectrum as possible during that time. uh, And I'm doing the breathing. So when... When we are more physically active, we breathe differently. And hunter-gatherers were physically active throughout most of the day, and they were breathing differently. So now we can recreate that breathing. And we can even go a step further. We now know of ways to breathe that are even better than just that that natural breathing. That's the whole Wim Hof part. Sweating, obviously, we can sweat like crazy in this protocol. Shivering, yep, that's the cold therapy. You're going to get all this stuff in one day. Uh, Grounding, not in this protocol. Well, actually, you could go do the protocol outside. I haven't, maybe I should do that. I don't know why I don't. I guess because I have all my stuff down in the lab and I'm all set up and, uh, but I could easily at least go out and do the the resistance part outside, but I don't see any reason why we shouldn't be doing all of it outside if we can. Just takes a little organization and setup. Uh, Then you would get the fresh air. The resistance part of this, clearly the X3 bar takes care of that. So this protocol has been designed and tweaked and redesigned and retweaked to, to recreate all of the things we're missing. And it works absolutely works. I know it does. I'm confident. Even though I'm the only one I've tested it on so far, I've done enough reading and research and and seen enough results. This works. Works really well. This is what will break the stress finally and get you to that point where you're not wired and tired all the time. And the, the physical response, the weight loss comes back, joint pain goes away, 
all those things that we kind of thought, Boy, why is why is some of this starting to come back? Or for some people, they were never able to lose the weight in the first place. They were never able to get all of the benefits that we talk about. And if you've changed your diet, and I've seen a lot of people do it, and you don't get all of these benefits, then I can almost guarantee you really need this protocol. But if you've changed it and you've noticed some of these things are kind of backsliding, then you definitely need this as well. All right. So I'm going to get to the phones. If you want to join us, there's room 855-950-3835. Let's go to Tennessee. Randy, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. It's been a while since called in, but I just, you know, I agree with everything you say, except that I do have to be the devil's advocate on cardio. You know, we as human beings are born to run. We did not evolve on our hands and knees. We evolved to be bipedal. And, you know, from the first time that we can stand on our own two feet as infants, we take off running. You know, we as parents, we tell our kids at age two and three, you know, hey, stop running. Don't run in the house. Don't run in the store. You know, we're always stopping our children from running at inappropriate times. But, you know, we spend our time from adolescence on up through young adulthood running as we play sports, running as we do everything. And I think that prepares us for an adult life of running. Absolutely. Let me jump in there real quick because I completely agree with you on this, even to the point where I watch kids today and I am shocked that most of them don't know how to run. They exactly it is yes. sad to um, watch but, you them know, attempt yeah. to run and you look at him and think what, <laughs> what the hell happened? i know it i know it <sighs> and th- and this is a this is a natural human thing to do and you know i would i would go out as far as to say that a a three mile jog with some fart licks you know hard sprint slow down hard sprint slow down provides everything in a cardio workout that your protocol provides. Yes. You know, you're out in the well, sun, you're well, wait a minute. You're Only stressing your body. You're, everything you're, except one. There might be a couple things. That, no, there, there's except really probably only one. Yeah, you're not going to build the kind of muscle strength we really want, especially as people get older. Now, I am not, I agree with you. You're not, but I think you can do that on the side. I, I agree with everything you're saying. And some of this probably comes from my own preferences, but some of it is truly practical. And here, here's what I mean by that. Most people that have tried cardio hate it. And we've always, <laughs> we've always been told a minimum amount of time of cardio to get a benefit is 20 minutes. You got to get your heart rate up to this level for at least 20 minutes and you should do an hour. Honestly, that's miserable. And I don't even like a lot of that because it's so repetitive that we see people get, you know, repetitive joint injuries because they're not doing it right and they didn't condition themselves right. So I just think that we... And look, I could say the same thing about resistance training. We've been doing it wrong. Cardio, we've been doing right. it wrong. And so many people have been turned off of it. Now, I don't like cardio. I never have. I, I've tried just about everything, whether it's bicycling or swimming or running or whatever it might be. To me, it takes too long. I, I So I'm kind of 
negative against it somewhat. And I, I, I know that comes out. If people want to go do cardio as your kind of activity, well, go do it. I hate it. I don't want to go do it. So I, I don't want you the, to not yeah. do cardio, I but I want people to find an activity that is cardio, but it's not you're not doing it just for the cardio. For me, it's gardening. I can go out and get my heart rate up as high as I want, you know, in, in the garden if I want to. And I'll go out and do it and I'll enjoy it. I could do that same thing running. I would hate it. I would absolutely hate it. And the other thing about cardio, just like weight training, everybody overtrains. They should be doing more of what you described, more short duration, high intensity and mixing it up, not going out and getting into a heart rate of, you know, about 115 and keeping it there for an hour. That's not natural. That's not right. how it worked as, as hunter-gatherers. When we ran as kids, I mean, think about it. Something made you run hard like a burst, and then you fell over and collapsed. You couldn't even breathe anymore, right? Right, right, right. As kids, and that's, we and that's did all not part of the conditioning at a certain pace and then hold that pace for an hour. That's unnatural. No, no, it was... Yep, it was hard and fast running after somebody, running yeah, from somebody. Yeah. You know that's that's predator predator response. It's, yes, yeah. So you know how to, So you know, let's you know, kind of tongue in cheek, but let's get our friends together at lunch and go play tag. Right, right. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think about. I just think that you know. So many people, people that don't do cardio, I don't, I don't care how strong you are, how fit you are. If you don't do cardio, you don't have endurance. No, I, you don't have the stamina and and you lose out on some of that. But you'd be surprised how much cardio we're getting during the 20 minutes of the heat and breathing and then moving right to the high intensity, um, resistance training my heart rate stays elevated for a good solid 30 minutes right and i think you and that's and that's key keeping your heart rate elevated keeping your breathing elevated now now, if i had to go if i had to go run that three miles you just talked about i wouldn't be able to do it I, I don't have that endurance, and right. this oh, protocol you, won't build. Oh, you that would endurance. do it. You're, 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 adre- yeah. Your adrenaline will keep you going. It You'll might. pay for it two it days might. later, well, but your adrenaline, yeah. your adrenaline yeah. will keep you going. <laughs> yeah. So I, I agree with you on everything, other than I, I think I, the, just I think, think the thing. Well, I think the thing I wonder, what I wonder is, you know, we we evolved bipedally. We evolved, you know, our foot structure, our glute structure, all of our leg leg structure is built not just to stand around and walk, but to run. And I wonder, I wonder if there's not some benefit to not just taking advantage or not just taking advantage of that. You know, do we, do we need to run? Do we need to continue to run to help maintain lifelong longevity and mobility? 
I don't think we have to run long distances, but I do think we have to have Maybe some not. sort Maybe of not. cardio workout where we get our heart rate elevated. And then if we wanted to be able to ride a bike for 100 miles, we have to go do that. You have to go ride a bike for 100 miles. I mean, yeah, that's the only yeah. way you get to I'm that just, point. I am a, it is. I'm amazed at the number of 60, 70, 80-year-old people that are still running marathons. Oh, I, I think my that's gosh, awesome. I read a story. Yeah. I read a yeah, I read a story about a centurion that just completed a hundred mile endurance race. Yeah, that that's incredible. And it's just that's incredible. But that's, that's incredible. How, but honestly, that's how we all should be. There's no reason we can't be. It is, and that's the thing. You know, I think if we all spent an entire lifetime continuing to act as kids and continuing to oh, yeah. participate in those activities, I think that wouldn't yeah. be the, that wouldn't be the exception. It would be the norm. You know, honestly, I, and I was kind of joking when I said it, but I have a feeling if we actually did some research on this and, and now with the watch, I could test all this. I have a feeling if we went out and played games like we did as a kid, it might be fantastic for all of us. Oh, absolutely. Things. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you'd have, you'd have to have paramedics on standby because you'd have a 10 or 15 heart attacks taking place. Yeah. But yeah. Just, oh, just hey, imagine 20 adults hey, all gathered around playing kick the can or capture I, the flag. Exactly. Tag, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. 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 I, I can't say this anymore. I'm going to because I should be allowed to say whatever the hell I want. Um, when I grew up, one of, our favorite, <laughs> one of our favorite games, the name's not very politically correct, Smear the Queer. Remember that one? Yep. We yep. love Smear that the Queer, game. absolutely. You, just, you get a football, yep. you throw the football to somebody, everybody chases them till they tackle them, the football goes yep. up again, somebody else grabs it, you run around till you tackle yep. them. Exactly. It's an exactly. awesome game. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was on the playground. That's what we did. Yeah. Yeah. We should, we should, and, you know, and I need think, to start that. We need to get adults oh, playing kids games. You know what? You know what? Adults smear the queer. Yeah, I think you'd probably have to change the name, <laughs> but, or maybe you just, or maybe you just stand strong and you exactly. don't. Yeah. There was, there was, there, <laughs> you there know was what? no, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, that was not a negative there, term against anybody. As kids, we didn't even know what it meant. It just rhymed. I, I don't know who started no, it or why. Absolutely not. Came it rhymed. Up. It, was, it, it just, rhymed. Right. There was no harm you know, meant hear, by that name at all. No, we had so many, so many derogatory statements as kids, and nobody corrected us because nobody was concerned it about matter. it. It wasn't even. No, it wasn't even a talking point. Right, right. But the whole idea of adults you know, playing kids' games, we might be on to something here. Yeah, yeah. You know, I love the idea. I used to love playing dodgeball in school. And then, and then adult dodgeball leagues that came up. And, you know, I loved playing Smear the Queer. And, yeah. you know, gosh, we need, we need an adult, an adult Smear the Queer League. <laughs> yeah, we do. That sounds like fun. <laughs> Holy cow. You're right. Can I, don't you know imagine, how you, I don't know how can, you score it. Can you imagine after the first game what everybody's going to feel Oh, my like? gosh. Oh, you'd have, 
you'd be, people would be getting carried out on stretchers. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, it, it, you, it's awesome. Yeah, you'd need to play it in the hospital ground. Yeah, yeah. but that would be would be great. That, but no, I just I just really do think that maintaining cardio from the time you're a kid through young adulthood through you know elderly times just. It, helps keep you vital and invigorated well you know if we think about it we talk about this a lot but i don't really think we think about it the way we're thinking about it now um, my generation growing up it was born in the 60s growing up in the 60s and yeah, 70s um, that's what kids did they were outside because there was nothing to do inside unless you watched a lot of tv and some no. kids did but not not like they do today you didn't have all the video games and all the devices and so you, as a kid you had to go outside what the hell else was there to do absolutely and we spent hell, there wasn't even a tv in the house until i was probably eight or nine yeah yeah we spent all day outside as kids then as adults we got away from it so we started to see people started getting unhealthy in their 50s and 60s back then and now now we see people getting unhealthy in their 20s or earlier and i think this is a big part of it clearly the diet but this is the second big piece how we live each day and you and i as kids and most of our generation back then spent a lot of time outdoors and we were active it wasn't it wasn't organized it was random and it was chaotic and it was fun and it wasn't a bunch of rules and parents screaming at kids and you know our organized sports <laughs> right. today are not the same now clearly i'd no, rather see a kid doing organized sports than not doing any sports at all and not no activity at all but our our model today of these organized sports do, it does not recreate this nearly as well no, no, and I don't. I don't know when the last time was that I saw a group of kids running anywhere. You know, maybe the basketball court. You might see a group of kids out on a basketball court, but you're not going to see them in any kind of unorganized, random childhood play anywhere. No. No, and, and, and I'm going to say this again because it shocks me when I see it. I see lots of kids who can't run. They don't know how. Oh, they they don't know how, and they physically are completely, you know, incapable yeah, of it. They don't have the muscle strength and, and coordination to be able to run properly, and that's sad. It, you, yeah, makes makes you wonder what this is going to do to professional sports over the next couple, three generations. You know, it, it, that's kind of interesting because professional sports are such a big thing, especially in our country, that I think we will always have, the people who are interested in that will always start young. In fact, we start younger and younger and younger all the time. My God, when I was coaching wrestling at the club level, I actually had a four-year-old. I had a four-year-old in my wrestling club. The kid was a stud too. Holy cow. Um, That kid had potential. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But his parents actually moved from Oklahoma to Orlando where I was because his mother got a job at Disney's Wide World of Sports, but they really wanted to move there to get to a certain wrestling club. Um, 
but, but that so right. we have that well, hyper competitive part of our society that will start their kids into sports early. Those kids will be healthy, far healthier, but it's going to be a very small minority. Right. That's the thing. Cause you think about it, you know, when we were in school growing up, you know, high school, when sports really started kicking off, everybody in that school was for the most part, thin and physically healthy and able to participate in sports in gym or in park and rec situations. Everybody participated. Let me add to that. Let me add to that because I was in wrestling. So you're right. We Most people were already thin at least, healthy, had some muscle tone, that kind of thing. Except you always had the one big fat kid and he was the heavyweight in wrestling. <laughs> he was the right. heavyweight, yes. That's, there was always right. one. There was exactly. always one. Yeah. But, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, but only one. But now, now in, you know, in, if you go into a high school wrestling program, is there not a massive division of heavyweights? Oh, it's incredible. Well, they had, and here's the other thing. I mean, there's got to be. Here's the other thing. When I wrestled, heavyweight just meant unlimited. There was no maximum weight. When I went back to coaching, I was shocked. Oh, right. There's a maximum weight. I had a kid who wanted to wrestle so bad. And as a freshman, he weighed 340 pounds. And the, the weight limit for heavyweight was 300. It took us two years. We, we finally got him into the lineup in his junior year. Turned out to be an excellent wrestler, too. But he, for the first two years, his, his, soft, his yeah. freshman and sophomore year, he couldn't wrestle because he was too heavy. I'll bet if you looked into it today, they may even have divisions beyond that. <sighs> yeah. Super heavyweights, ultra heavyweights. I don't know what Not, they might be classified as, but I'll bet you they I, exist. I don't think they do. Because uh, I'm still fairly involved, I follow it. Uh, you know, I have a couple grandkids that I'm looking forward to starting pretty soon. Uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, but, but we now have kids in high schools who can't wrestle because they're overweight for heavyweight. Right, right. And it, yeah, and the, the, the size of the pool that high school athletes are drawn from has reduced by probably 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you're no longer you're you're getting the cream of the crop, but the cream of the crop is the crop is very small. Correct. It it's you know it's kind of crazy because sports now can be hyper competitive, but it's a very small group that really is a part right. of it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. All but right. no, I do I do. I just wanted to just wanted to say that I do think that running just for that not for the cardio aspect of things but for the endurance aspect of things to be able to run up a flight of stairs oh yeah to be able to run to the yeah. top of the hill to you know i think that having that ability as you get older i mean my gosh you know i i still i get out of my truck and i'll sprint across the truck stop yeah you know most people probably yeah. assume that i just have to use the bathroom really exactly. bad but no i just right. i want i want i want that hundred i want that hundred yard dash yeah no, nothing you know, wrong because, with that. that you know, is, I'm, I'm 50. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in my fit, mid-50s, and I want to be able to continue to have that 100-yard dash. And you'd be amazed at the number of people that come up and talk to me 
and want to know what I do. You know, how do you stay thin? How do you stay healthy? And And here's the thing. Let's think about this. Either, you know, the 10-minute resistance training, having some sort of activity, sprinting once in a while like you do. If we just do those, those, that's not hard. We're not talking about getting up, driving to a gym, getting on a treadmill for 60 minutes. We're not talking about that. We're talking, make this fun. It's not hard. It's not time-consuming. If you just do that, you will be able to run and walk and go upstairs and lift things and open jars when you're 85. You will be able to do all of those things. Exactly. You won't deteriorate. You really won't. We have been brainwashed into believing that as we get older, we will deteriorate. That does not have to be true. Yes. It's a, na- it's a natural part of aging. Bullshit. Bullshit is right. It does not have to be true. We've seen human beings. Jack LaLanne was an awesome example of this. Uh, th- my God, the guy was doing incredible stuff into his 80s. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And I'm not and, talking about you know, I don't know how old- running up a flight of stairs. I'm talking about getting in the water and putting 35 people in a rowboat and pulling them four miles or something. I mean, he used to do crazy yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And now we're seeing more and more and more people. You know, I don't know how, I don't know how old Mark Sisson is now, but he's going to be another one of those guys that when he's 80, he's still going to look great and right. be fit and... Uh, you know, I be promoting. I met Mark a couple of years ago and just just walking up and you can see how physically strong he is. And I'm not talking about big, you know, bodybuilder kind of stuff. You just look at him. He's lean. No, just. Yeah. Just and, and you shake yep. his hand and he is getting old. No doubt about it. I don't know how old he is either. I'm sure I could go look it up. But uh, he was incredibly physically strong and vibrant. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, who's going to who's going to argue with that? Yeah. The good news is it's not nearly as hard as we thought. It doesn't take as much time as we thought. I don't think so. I don't think so. Right. right. I'm excited about it. And and it's definitely easier. Yeah. Yeah. In the beginning, when I was at two hours and I thought, I'm never going to get anybody to do this. Uh, now I'm excited. Now I, I've got this <laughs> thing dialed in and tweaked and it's uh, it's short and it's actually enjoyable. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you just make it part of your day. It doesn't, I don't think it matters what you do. You just got to do something. Yes. All right. So, I am going right, to cut we'll you loose. Of, we're going to wrap this up. We've got a lot going on today. Don't go away. We're coming right back with After Hours with Kevin and Lauren. And then we will go uh, to live Q&A later today where I'll actually start showing you on video um, this whole protocol. We'll walk through the whole protocol on video, show you the equipment, give you examples. So stay tuned for that. We've got a lot going on today. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.